Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Checking the Gate Podcast. I am Robert Wright Stasco. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. At 20 minutes before 8 central time, Professor Farrell of the Mount Jennings Observatory, Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Pearson of the observatory at Princeton confirms Farrell's observation and describes the phenomenon as, quote, like a jet of blue flame shot from a gun, unquote. It is reported that at 8.50 p.m., a huge flaming object, believed to be a meteorite, fell on a farm in the neighborhood of Grover's Mill, New Jersey, 22 miles from Trenton. The flash in the sky was visible within a radius of several hundred miles, and the noise of the impact was heard as far north as Elizabeth. We have dispatched a special mobile unit to the scene, and we'll have our commentator, Carl Phillips, give you a word picture of the scene as soon as he can reach there from Princeton. We take you now to Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, this is terrific. This end of the thing is beginning to flake off. The top is beginning to rotate like a screw, and this thing must be hollow. He's moving! Keep those men back! Keep those idiots back! Keep those idiots back! Keep those idiots back! Look out, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most terrifying thing I, I've ever witnessed. Wait a minute. Someone's crawling someone or something. I can see turning out of that black hole two luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost But heavens, something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. That, oh yeah, I can see the thing's body now. It's large large as a bear. It glistens like wet leather, but that face, it, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable. I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is that's kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips. It seems to oh, quiver and pulsate and the monster or whatever it is can hardly move. It seems weighed down by uh, possibly gravity or something. The thing's rising up now and the crowd falls back. It seems plenty. The most extraordinary experience, ladies and gentlemen, I can't find words and Wait a minute, something's happening. A humped shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? There's a jet of flame springing from that mirror and it leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. Lord, they're turning into flames. Ah! The whole field's caught up by the woods of fire. The, the gas tanks, tanks of the automobiles are spreading everywhere. It's coming this way now, about 20 yards to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. We now return you to our regularly scheduled podcast. I assure you, listeners, uh, that we are not being invaded from Mars. This is not the end of the world. That was, in fact, part of Orson Welles' famous broadcast, uh, which he did on this day in 1938. What I would like to talk to you about does concern, in a way, the end of the world. The recent movie Left Behind and other movies like it, which I want to classify as Christploitation films. That's right, a new kind of exploitation film. This is Robert here. I'm going to give you uh, my thoughts on the subject. 
I'm going to give you three reasons not to see the Christploitation film Left Behind. As most people do, I receive a lot of spam in my email. One day, while attempting to clean out my inbox, I ran across this advertisement from New Release Tuesday, a Christian music website. It is a poster for the movie Left Behind. It has Nicolas Cage in his airline pilot outfit, looking rather lost with a burning city behind him. And it says, See the movie that was rated four stars by fans of Fandango. Show your support for Christian-based films and see the movie now. Left Behind, The End Begins, now playing. As soon as I saw this, it made me very angry. There's a lot of bad sentiment implied here. It's also misleading and exploitative. A little harsh, you say? Well, I shall explain why I think this is an exploitative film and why you should not go see Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. But first, I shall describe the bad sentiment behind this ad. There has been a long history of bad blood between Hollywood and conservative Christians. Robert K. Johnston gives a very good account of this in his book, Real Spirituality, Theology and Film and Dialogue. The history begins, strangely enough, with Cecil B. DeMille. Today, DeMille's movie, The Ten Commandments, which he made in 1956, is generally held in high regard as the ultimate example of what a religious movie should be. It details the life of Moses, from growing up in the Egyptian royal house to leading the Israelites triumphantly into the promised land. It depicts God as a real entity, and Moses coming to trust in the Lord after wrestling with modern philosophical concerns about him. ABC still broadcasts the film on television every Easter, or Passover, depending on your point of view, and has done so for so long it has become an unbreakable tradition in itself. Despite the fact that nearly the entire first half of the movie has no basis in the biblical story, or that, in an opening sequence often deleted for time on television, DeMille comes out from behind the curtain to say that this movie is an explicit metaphor of the Cold War, the general opinion amongst Christians is that this classic movie is a highly accurate representation of the Genesis tale. My pastor once told us a story in one of his sermons how his parents, who were the conservative types that shunned all motion pictures, made the exception to see DeMille's spectacle in the theater. But what few people know, and what I did not know until I read this, was that this is DeMille's second movie bearing the title The Ten Commandments. In 1923, he produced a film with that moniker, but it was not a sword and sandal epic. It was of the genre which he basically invented and was first famous, or more precisely, infamous. Here's a quote from Johnston's book, Real Spirituality. Based on the rationalization that indiscretion could be presented on the screen as long as the sin was eventually corrected, his spectacles were little more than glorified melodramas that included an effective combination of debauchery and piety. They were, however, hits with the public, and the Ten Commandments, made in 1923, which was produced for the then astronomical figure of one and a half million dollars, DeMille housed his portrayals of orgies within a larger moral framework of the giving of the law. So it was objections to DeMille's graphic portrayal of sinful behavior which prompted groups like the Catholic Church to form the Legion of Decency to start boycotting movies they felt were objectionable. 
In response, the film industry instituted the first production code in 1930. And our modern rating systems is the ideological descendant of this code. So you see, boycotting films is a tactic which did not cease in the early part of the former century. More recently, films like Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ and Kevin Smith's Dogma have seen opening nights surrounded by picket signs. All of this goes to show that the relationship between Hollywood and the conservative church has always been uneasy at best. But I think things have changed in the last 10 years or so with the rise of the faith-based family film. The unexpected and overwhelming success of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ demonstrated that there is demand for religious-based fare in the movie marketplace. The website Box Office Mojo has compiled a list of the top 100 Christian movies released in the last 20 years, the majority of which have been released in the wake of Gibson's Passion. The total gross of these movies is over $1.5 billion. So Left Behind, released this year, is the most recent addition to the genre, and is typical to most of those movies made in that time period in terms of its modest budget and independent production values. They are a far cry from the massive biblical epics of the 50s, like the Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur, and Quo Vadis. And here is where I'm going to take issue with what is implied with the advertisement for Left Behind. It seems to me that when it said, show your support for Christian-based films and see the movie now, the implied meaning is, show Hollywood they need to make more Christian movies like this. If that is the case, and you, dear listener, run out to see Nicolas Cage and Left Behind in hopes that Hollywood executives in the major studios will start throwing big bucks at Christian morality tales, you will be sorely disappointed. It is very unlikely that we will see the return of the big Christian biblical epic. On the contrary, the films we are seeing now are a new genre of exploitative films, which I would like to call the Christploitation film. So you may ask, how are films like Left Behind, God's Not Dead, and Son of God exploitative? Well, let's look at the definition of exploitative. Webster's Dictionary defines it as exploiting or tending to exploit, especially unfairly or cynically using another person or group for profit or advantage. And examples are exploitative terms of employment and an exploitative film. So take notice of that last example in the definition. Exploitative films have been around for so long that they are in the dictionary. So as you know, there are many kinds of exploitative films, including various horror films, monster movies, and of course the black exploitation film. Even DeMille's The First Ten Commandments, made in 1923, can be classified as exploitation. Wikipedia puts it this way. Exploitation film is an informal label which may be applied to any film which is generally considered to be low budget and therefore apparently attempting to gain financial success by exploiting a current trend or niche genre or a beast desire for lurid subject matter. An argument might be made that these faith-based movies do not fit this definition because they are anything but lurid. In fact, their core audience wants to see sanitized fare that is safe for the whole family. But in fitting with that Wikipedia definition, the Christian faith-based movie, or Christ flick, is a niche genre 
and is definitely a current trend. In an article titled Christian Films Find Fans at Multiplex, it says, over the last five years, independent Christian movies, films with overt proselytizing, have been among the most profitable independent release across all genres. Also fitting the above definition, the majority of them are made on modest budgets to turn a quick profit. For example, let's look at the budgets of some Christploitation films released in the last year. According to Box Office Mojo, Heaven is for Real was made for $12 million and grossed $91.4 million. Mom's Night Out grossed only $10 million but was produced for half of that, while God's Not Dead earned $60 million on a budget of only $2 million. So you see, studios are going to make these small movies with the intention of reaping huge dollars at the box office. Contrary to this trend, though, the recent Left Behind was made for a larger budget of $16 million, and to date, in its third week of release, it has only earned just over $13 million. The reason that this movie seems to be bucking the trend is because it is an awful movie. The filmmakers decided to take more of a gamble and throw a little more money at this film, expecting the same ratio of success the other movies enjoyed. It didn't pay off this time. That uh, same article from 2012 states, But this year, Cloud 10 is quadrupling down on Left Behind. It plans to spend roughly $15 million to re remake just the first of the series, nearly four times the budget of each of the original three Left Behind movies. I think it was the hope of the producers that this movie would cross over from the group of Christian moviegoers to whom Christploitation flicks pander to the mainstream audience, and that didn't happen. A look at the professional reviews of Left Behind elucidate why. Rotten Tomatoes is a website that compiles uh, movie reviews in order to find a consensus on the general quality of a film. I go there, Mike goes there, I know many of you uh, like to go to Rotten Tomatoes. So looking at the overall positive or negative nature of the critiques, Left Behind earned a rating of 2% fresh, meaning that just 1 out of 57 critical reviews was positive. So if you're a Christian still deciding if you want to catch this remake, just don't. Listen to some of the reviews compiled by Rotten Tomatoes. Matt Brunson says, Left Behind isn't a movie for progressive Christians any more than it's a movie for people who appreciate top production values, convincing acting, or superlative dialogue. Another review says, The movie unravels in its own destruction. Every effort to milk the tragedy of the apocalypse is met with terrible music, terrible acting, and terrible effects that soak and drown the pathos in camp fare. That's from Monica Castillo. James uh, Berardinelli says, Not only is this an amateurish travesty combining fundamentalist Christian eschatology with the disaster movie BS, but it's plotting and tedious. Now, this last review makes a point that I just want to touch on, and that this movie is based on bad theology. Like the literal fundamentalist interpretation of Genesis leads to bad theology, which I discussed at length in uh, several earlier episodes of this podcast, which uh, you can find in episode uh, 10 on the movie Paul and 15 on Prometheus. 
In the same way, taking the book of Revelation at face value can lead one to get lost trying to find meaning in the dreamlike apocalyptic imagery of the tome and lose the real meaning behind it. Left Behind is an example of this, using the end of the world as the MacGuffin for an action movie instead of offering hope to those who follow Jesus that are facing insurmountable persecution. A nice short read which can help all people discover the long-held orthodox interpretation of both Genesis and Revelation is the book The Beginning and the End by Michael W. Paul. And I believe I mentioned that earlier in the podcast as well. So whether you are hoping to see Left Behind because you're looking for a good action movie or because you're looking for a faith-based movie which displays orthodox Christian theology, then Left Behind will disappoint you on both accounts. As New York film reviewer Susan Granger says, faith-driven audiences deserve better. Well, does this mean that we as Christians should avoid all christ plantation movies because we deserve to see better? Well, by all means, no. Not all of these movies are as terrible as Left Behind. I personally liked God's Not Dead, which Mike and I plan to review on a future podcast. I'll just give you some quick thoughts now. Uh, Kevin Sorbo is compelling as the atheist philosophy professor who demands that his students likewise deny God's existence. The ensuing classroom debate harkens back to the drama in Inherit the Wind. Even though the rest of the acting is wooden, sorry Dean Kane, and there are too many plot threads trying to prove too many preachy points, this movie is pretty good overall. That does not mean that Christian moviegoers should blindly throw their money at terrible movies solely because they are faith-based. As the old saying goes, you get what you pay for. If we keep paying for garbage, the movie industry will keep serving up garbage. But you may still be asking me, is Left Behind really that bad? Because the ad above claims that Fandango fans gave it 4 out of 5 stars. And even on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score on the movie is a 65% approval rating. Well, a closer examination of both reviews on both websites belies these apparently favorable indicators. And this this is where I believe it's misleading. For every five-star rating with a simple, oh, I liked it review, there are several one-star diatribes describing every inferior aspect of the movie. In the end, the answer to the question I just posed is yes, Left Behind really is that bad. So if you're a Christian and a fan of the movies, do not feel compelled to fall into the old way of thinking, the us-versus-them attitude conservatives cop towards Hollywood for so much of the 20th century. Please do not drag your friends to Left Behind just to feed a desire to see more faith-based movies in the theater. Do your research, look at the reviews, and spend your money on quality. If Left Behind fails to meet expectations, which I say it has, both in quality and financially, it does not mean the end of the world. The end of the world will come at a time no one expects and in a way no one can predict, just as Jesus said in Matthew 24. In the meantime, Christploitation films are, for the foreseeable future, going to keep premiering at the Cineplex. Fear not. Just because one falters, it will not dissuade any other movie producers from making money in the genre. And that's my prediction. So there you have it. I hope you've enjoyed this Stop the Gap episode. 
Join us next time as Mike and I will be bringing you our review of the George Burns movie, Oh God and Highway to Heaven. We will be bringing you that sometime in November. Uh, in the meantime, you can um, visit our Tumblr page. You can visit our Facebook page at CTG Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CTG Podcast. Uh, you can find links for all this on our webpage, www.ctgpodcast.com. Also, follow Mike at Michael M. Patty on Twitter. Until then, this is Robert saying keep the faith, and if Mike were here, he'd be saying peace out. Peace out.